My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Last week, Lord, we spoke about the Holy Mass, and we have been speaking about the Holy Mass for a few weeks now. And we spoke about the antiphon, the words of Scripture which set the tone of our worship. And when we begin our prayer, we begin our prayer with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There's a beautiful book um, titled, very simply, What Happens at Mass, by Father Jeremy Driscoll. And he writes, After the song is ended, and all are gathered in their places, the first thing the priest does and says is the sign of the cross signing his body with the cross and saying the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All the people likewise sign themselves and answer, Amen. A more solemn and meaningful beginning cannot be imagined. A more solemn and meaningful beginning cannot be imagined. Let's consider that for a moment. To do something in the name of someone else is quite a profound thing. To, to speak on someone else's behalf. I speak for this person. I advocate for this person. I speak in this person's name. To speak in the name, the good name of, for example, my brother priest, the pastor. I can make announcements in his name. By his authority I speak, and my words carry his authority. How much more profound is it then that we speak in the name, the truly good name of he who is truly good, God. We speak in the name of goodness. We speak in the name of love. That's a big deal. St. Josemaria says this sign, this sign of the cross is very important these finer details of piety are very important. He says, piety has its own good manners. Learn them. It is, a sh it is a shame to see people who attend Mass daily who don't know how to attend Mass, nor how to bless themselves. They throw their hands about in the weirdest fashion. So let's attend to this beautiful, sacred detail of our daily prayer and the Holy Mass. Father Driscoll continues, the sign expresses in one summary gesture the central event of Christian faith. We trace it over our own bodies as a way of indicating that that event shall make its force felt on our very bodies. Which event? The cross itself. 
the event of our salvation will make itself known and felt on our very bodies. He continues, the body, capital B, that was crucified on the cross, touches my body and shapes it now for what is about to happen. We are about to go to Calvary when we approach the altar at Mass. We are about to approach the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary, which is the sacrifice of the Mass. They're one and the same. This sign of the cross is a sign which expresses our desire to be united with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to be united with Him in the very act of salvation, the cross. So when we make the sign of the cross, we have the opportunity to express this desire to be united to him. And it's especially important, it's especially well-placed at the beginning of Mass when the sacrifice of the cross is present. Lord, it reminds me of the opening prayer of St. Maria's Way of the Cross. He writes, My Lord and my God, under the loving eyes of our mother, we are ready to accompany you along this path of sorrow. We wish to suffer all that you suffered, to offer you our poor, contrite hearts. Help me to relive those bitter hours so that we who are made from a handful of clay may finally live in the freedom and the glory of the children of God. Lord, whenever we make that sign of the cross, help us to relive those hours of the cross. Help us to truly enter into your loving sacrifice. That's precisely what we do at Mass. We enter into your life, your love, your sacrifice. Father Driscoll continues, when we mark this sign on ourselves, we are so accustomed to saying the words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit that we perhaps fail to notice that a considerable distance has been covered between the actual historical death of Jesus on the cross and the solemn pronunciation of the name of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But in fact, the mystery of the Holy Trinity is revealed in the death of Jesus of the cross as we move through the Mass we will see in more in detail how this is so. So here at the very beginning of Mass, he says, we make a gesture and say words that summarize all that is about to happen. Our own bodies will be drawn into the body that hung on the cross. And this sharing in the death of Christ is the revelation of the mystery of God, the Trinitarian mystery. There is a small detail um, of the vestments that many priests are, are, are wearing more and more often these days. The maniple. The maniple. You may have seen it. It's a, it looks like a small stole which hangs from the, 
from the priest's sleeve. If you ever see me with a, with a little stole on my, on my left arm, it's a maniple, um, loosely translated as hand towel. And it comes from um, a few things, right? Uh, it was very common for people to, in, in, in ancient Rome, to actually walk with something like a handkerchief tied to their arm because I don't think their vestments had, uh, the things that they wore then had pockets. Perhaps they did, but it was tied to their arm. And it was the mark of someone who was working, a laborer, and it was meant for a very practical reason to wipe the sweat from your brow. Like any handkerchief, it's used to wipe tears from your eyes as well. And when the priest puts it on, he prays a, a, a vesting prayer. And he calls it the maniple of tears and sorrow. Because he's approaching Calvary, it's a reminder to him of where he is. He's on Calvary, and he will approach the cross of Christ, and it ought to move him to tears. How can we look at him experience his passion without entering into his passion in some way. So it's a detail that helps the priest enter into the passion. May it help us as well. So by this sign, Lord, we ask you to, by this sign of the cross, to, to help plunge us into the life of God himself. The phrase, um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, comes from the risen Lord himself. It's biblical. Who commanded his eleven disciples to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And he adds, at the end of that verse, the promise, and know that I am with you always until the end of the world. By this sign, may we be reminded that God is with us. He's with us always until the end of the world. Father Driscoll continues, This is the verbal formula with which a person is baptized. It always implicitly echoes the Lord's promise to remain with us. As the centuries advanced, and Christians continue to reflect on the tremendous mystery hidden in this simple formula. Some theologians could not help but marvel at and enjoy the paradox of the word name in the singular and the three names, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Even the phrase, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's one name and yet, three persons. It beautifully encapsulates this mystery. The one God has only one name, but that name is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the full name of God. The full name of God. So, by 
tracing this cross upon ourselves, may we enter into the mystery, the mystery of the cross, by saying the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, may we enter into the mystery of the Trinity. Finally, to place this sign and the holy name of God at the beginning of the Mass is actually the only possible way to begin. I love how concrete Father Driscoll is. Many theologians have a way of, of kind of mincing words, right? They, they, they do theologian speak, but he goes, no, this is the only way to begin. It could not be any other way. The only door, he writes, through which to enter what is happening is baptism being brought into the life of God. That is, our share in the death and resurrection of Christ, our share in the divine name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, what we are about to experience is a deepening of what was begun in us at baptism. It's ratification and culmination. The sign of the cross and the sacrifice of the cross, which happens at Mass, this is the culmination of the work our Lord began, began in our hearts at baptism. So what better way to begin this sacrifice than the sign of this sacrifice? The sign of our desire to be drawn up into it. And how disappointing it is when we make a, a haphazard sign of the cross. Or if it's overlooked by the priest or replaced with something different. Anything else will be banal by comparison. Father Driscoll ends, he says, this is not just any gathering that is underway. It is nothing less than Christian baptism brought to its fullest pitch. Brothers and sisters, what we do here is different. This is not just a gathering. When we're at Mass, we're at Calvary. When we're at Mass, the union which our Lord has desired from the beginning with us is made present. Our Lord himself is made present. So any innovation to the Holy Mass that draws us away from truly worshiping our Lord has no place in the Mass. Any innovation that causes us to forget that our Lord becomes present, that you, Lord, are here with us, that causes us to forget what great lengths you will go to for love of us, it ought to be dismissed. We have no need for those innovations. Lord, draw us back into yourself by this sign, by this mass.
by your grace. We know that this is the desire of your sacred heart. Help us because we get distracted. It's so easy to forget where we are. It's so easy to forget the profound, the, how profound it is because we, we've seen it before hundreds of times, thousands of times. Help us to enter into the sacrifice once more. If we find it difficult to meditate upon the way of the cross, which in Mass we relive, we experience, let us not be afraid to run to our mother, who was courageous in the face of the suffering love of her son on the cross. Let us be like Mary Magdalene or John by her side as her heart is pierced again so we may truly understand what this sign of the cross and what this holy mass truly is. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your grace to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.